Welcome to the Mum Safe Movement podcast. I'm your host, Jen Dugard. I'm so excited that you're here and now part of this very important movement for change in the way mums are looked after in the fitness industry. In 2020, 4.35 million women used our gyms and fitness facilities in comparison to 3.5 million men. Further to this, in 2016, the ABS reported that 77% of women over the age of 15 in Australia would become mothers. This is 3.35 million mothers or 42.7% of a personal trainer's potential clientele. Yet our fitness certificates don't teach us enough and mums themselves receive very little, if any, education about how to move safely and effectively. I am here to change that. This podcast is an accumulation of over 16 years in the fitness industry, a decade working face-to-face with mums themselves and teaching thousands of trainers in my Safe Return to Exercise certification. And most recently, bringing mums and trainers together around the MumSafe brand. This podcast is the next step into raising our voices and bringing mums and the trainers that work with them into the arena to achieve our mission of safe and effective exercise for women at every stage of motherhood. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Mum Safe Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Dugard, and this is the fifth of six episodes in the Focus on You series here on the podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Danny of Nui Fitness. Danny is a qualified pre and postnatal coach and a proud mum of two boys. She understands firsthand the physical and emotional highs and lows that come with giving birth. Danny's own postnatal journey taught her how resilient a woman's body can be with the right support and guidance. That's why she founded Nui Fitness, a safe space where women can build up strength and confidence in their bodies through exercise post-birth. Danny's approach to coaching also focuses on educating women about their bodies and promoting confidence in training outside of the Nui Fitness sessions. Her personal experience of birth trauma and prolapse are behind the drive that she has to make sure no mother ever feels disempowered like she did. She believes every woman needs education and hope. I wanted to speak with Danny today as she's one of our newer MumSafe trainers, having only been with us for the past nine months. When she joined us, she was in the process of rebranding and relaunching her business after her second child and really wanted to gain more support from both an education and business perspective, and she wanted to be part of a community. Through trial and error, she's created a business that works for herself, her family and her clients, and she's excited about what 2024 will bring now she has great foundations in place, and I'm excited to see what she does. If you're at the early stages of your fitness business journey or you've ever struggled with your confidence, this is going to be a fantastic episode for you. Let's dive in. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know that doors are currently open for us to welcome new MumSafe trainers into our fold. So from the 8th to the 15th of November, you can apply to become a MumSafe trainer. Now I'm excited to grow our team because every time we welcome a new trainer, we get closer to that mission of safe and effective exercise for women at every stage of motherhood. And my job is to elevate you as the go-to trainer in your area so you can have the impact that you know you're truly capable of in both your community and in your personal life. 
So if you're interested in having a conversation and you think you might be a great fit, head to gendugard.com forward slash trainer, book a call with me and we can go through all of the things that you need to know in order to take that next step. I'm excited to talk to you soon. Danny, welcome to the Mum Safe Movement podcast. How are you going? Thank you. I'm good. I'm excited to chat with you. I love your podcast. It's Me great. too. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit fun. <laughs> it's fun. And I think I've been finding like I get to know things about um, some of our mum safe trainers that I don't even know yet, which is pretty cool. Um, and you're a relatively new member of the team. Um, I so I think I'm going to uncover some things today, which is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into your story and your journey, can you share with us a word, a win, and something that you're working on? Mm-hmm. So my word for today is determined. My win is so boring, but being able to refine <laughs> learning over the last however nine months, whatever it's been, to be able to refine my T's and C's and get myself into a really confident place is where I'm at. So super boring, but for me, that's a it's, win. <laughs> it's a huge win. What did you think about refining? So what did you do with your T's and C's that needed to be different? Well, firstly, I did them okay. <laughs> initially. Yeah. No, I, did that. I did that earlier this year, but it's just been so much learning along the way of you know, this scenario might come up and it's quite a common one. So I need to add that into my T's and C's. And it's been a lot of speaking with you throughout the process with the mum safe community and also just sort of being like, guys, what do I do here? What do you do here? What do you find works best? What do you find what hasn't worked? Mm. And that's been so great for me to be able to find, figure out what aligns with me and the way that I want to take it to ensure that my business is going the way that it is and I feel like having my T's and C's sorted it seems like such a trivial thing but for me that's just confidence and it just removes some of the fear I guess in a way because I can be like nope this is this is what I do this is the way that I'm sticking to and it's what it is and it's all in writing. <laughs> yeah I heard you say before there was a few things that like popped up that may have happened that maybe you didn't have terms and conditions around, what what were they? Can you think of any specific ones? Things like how I approach makeup sessions, mm-hmm. how that will work for my community and for my life and my family, um, and how I approach last-minute cancellations. Um, what are some of the other things? I think they're just the two that are top of mind at the moment that I'm just trying to work through. Yeah. What did you come up with? Like what was happening before? Because I know that the people will be listening now and going far out, man, I don't know what to do with makeup. Some people cancel and what do I do? So what, what was happening for you? And then what have you put in place? I think in the past, I've had a lot of guilt around, even if someone cancels five minutes before the session, Mm. I've been the one feeling that guilt of like, okay, now do I need to return their money or how do I add value? How do I, you know, it being my problem when I really needed to have boundaries around that of what was going to work because I can't keep losing last minute income and I can't be giving money back all the time. Um, So for me now, I have a broader range of sessions. So it allows me to offer more makeup sessions. 
um, not makeup sessions, but just offer, you know, if I know someone's sick or away that week, I can throw it out to the group and be like, guys, a couple of you have makeups, you can jump in on this session. And then I've also in, I'm also sort of trialing the Super Saturday idea that you'd come up with. So one Saturday a month, having that down as the date of if you've got a makeup session, jump in on that. Um, that one's still something that I'm getting a bit of feedback. I'm just asking my clients at the moment for some feedback on how they would feel for my planning for next year. Um, and then also speaking to the Mumsafe community, they've spoken about giving records of the the session or PDFs and that sort of thing. So that is another option that I am looking to looking at for next year. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like I've really narrowed down what works for me at the moment. And I know what works for this term and then I'll just refine that even more for next term. So it's just nice to have that direction and not feel so lost. And also to know that you can change it whenever you like because at the end of the day, Mm. it's your business, right? Yeah, which I is something that I really like and it's nice to know that I can change things along the way when I need to. Absolutely. And then what are you working on? At the moment, I am working on, yeah, planning for next year, seeing what's achievable for me and my family with a number of sessions and then also working out a financial goal as well, which is something that I haven't had in the past. So That's exciting. Yeah. How yeah. does it make you feel? Actually good, kind of more in control, I guess, of my business. It's just not so, I don't know, I guess it switches more out of, being seen in a way as a hobby Mm -hmm. it's so true (laughs) yeah 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 and it's actually a business and something that I need to keep making sure works and yeah yeah having those goals so yeah what made what's made it feel like a hobby is it up until now or has there been a recent switch like yeah look I think it was partly fear like Mm fear has been a massive thing for me that has held me back and that I found yeah, with the Mumsafe community and just the learnings and the guidance and stuff along the way that it's helped me overcome those fear barriers. So that's always been a big thing. And I guess in my mind when I had thought of it as a hobby and I hadn't so much done financial projections or done any marketing or anything like that, I was just like, that's okay, the pressure's off. I'm, you know, it's okay if it if it doesn't bring in this and that and, you know, no pressure sort of thing. But I need it to be and I want it to be more next year like I'm so passionate about what I do and the impact that I can make that it needs to progress and I want to yeah see my business thrive and mm. yeah be able to help more women along the way so yeah no more hobbies I love it yeah. um tell yeah. me a little bit more about the fear was the fear the fear of it not working or was there some other fear in there as well I think it's a big fear that comes down to uh, self-confidence and also perfectionism. So I have always been, yeah, just scared to put myself out there because I always think, especially with the day and age of social media, I always think I don't know enough. I don't, yeah, you know, there's always someone that knows more than me and I, I would always second guess myself and imposter syndrome would play into things a lot as well and it would just sort of be like oh maybe I'll just stay back here and I'll just stay stay small and stay behind everyone and not not try and make an impact and it'll be okay um but the more that I'm going through this business process the more that I'm talking 
with the Mum Safe community, the more that I'm hearing stories of people furthering their businesses and being really successful. And I think you always driving home that you know a lot, like you are a professional in your area, you add so much value. It's just that sometimes you need to hear that, I think. And it's kind of putting myself out there more along the journey has been helping increase my confidence too. Mm. But I don't know if I would have ever done that without some guidance. Maybe so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just here to hold your hand along the way, that's all. (laughs) Oh, I think, yeah, just because when I – I'm probably going completely on a tangent here, so why don't we? If you want to, why don't why don't we start at the start? Because we both went. Oh, we just dove into all these things based on your word, your win, and you're working on. So let's take it way back when. I love this already. We can go in all the places. Um, Let's go back to um, how you even got into the fitness industry and and when you first launched your business and became a mum and all that kind of stuff. So take us back. All right, so I got into the fitness industry about oh, six or seven years ago now. I'd always been passionate about exercise and health and fitness. It was something that I always loved. It was actually something that I had a quite an unhealthy relationship back in my early 20s with. I had an eating disorder and I would run and exercise for not the right purposes. So I think going along the journey, that journey, learning about myself and learning how to exercise in a way that was good and healthy for my body to support myself and make myself feel good, not because I was trying to beat away these bad feelings of eating and everything that comes with that. So I wanted to be able to make a positive impact at that point on people that might have been struggling with eating and understanding where exercise sat into their life. So I did my Cert 3 and 4 in PT. I had an incredible mentor who was just one of those coaches that is so passionate about what he does and he sees fitness as fun and you can learn and you can exercise your body in ways that you're going to really enjoy and this is how we, yeah, I don't know, like he was just incredible and I guess having someone, seeing someone so passionate in a pretty full-on environment at that time because it was a lot of just seeing PTs in gyms and I obviously at that point wasn't seeing um, smaller businesses and what that life could be like. So I was coaching in a like a corporate PT gym and then also an F45 gym when I was in Sydney and I sort of got to see both spectrums down there. So the corporate PT gym was very like you have to get these clients in. It was very dog eat dog. Despite everyone being really lovely, it was if if a new person comes up to the front bench, you've got to run and grab them and then they're yours. And it was just, it was an environment that just made me feel, I didn't feel good. I didn't like it. It wasn't, that's not what I want. You know, the, the client's health should be the end goal, not you having to feel like you need to fight to get these people that might not be right for you. Um, So I was doing that. And then at the same time, I was working at an F45 gym. So obviously bigger group fitness. I had two awesome head coaches that were great mentors for me and they loved what they did and they made exercise again, fun, warm, welcoming environment. It wasn't dog eat dog. It was just everyone support everyone. I will help you learn to help clients. And that is what I loved. 
So I took a step back from fitness for a while. I went back into the corporate world because of the feeling from that PT gym. I just sort of, just sort of started to think, I don't know if I can do this. Um, and then I got pregnant and actually while I was still working, I was still casually working at F45 and there were more and more clients coming through that were in early pregnancy and that really sort of sparked an interest because I was like, I don't know anything in this area. I don't know how to safely train you, but I'm really curious. So I started to look into courses and I started pre and, pre pre and postnatal course then. And then I got pregnant, we moved up to Newcastle, um, had my bub and then I had, um, unfortunately, one in the one in three women with birth trauma and ended up with pelvic organ prolapse and vulvodynia. So that made an incredible impact on my life um, through postnatal depression, um, probably just the hardest year of my life. And I was trying to still finish off my pre and postnatal course at that moment, but I was getting to the point where I couldn't even read about pelvic organ prolapse and any of those sorts of things because I was so deep in the depths of depression and trying to understand this new body and understand what was going on and I felt really alone at that time and it took me a while it took me a good few months to get my head around that and I was able to flip it in a way of well no like I ended up with a wonderful women's health physio and I think she made all the difference too. She was the one that would answer my million questions and she was the one that gave me hope rather than just someone saying, well, you've got prolapse now, you can't lift anything heavy, you won't be able to run after your kids. And I just thought I don't ever want another woman that I come in contact with to feel as alone and without hope the way that I did when I first prolapsed. So I sort of flipped it and used it as a way of, all right, let me see how I can rehab my body, what else I can learn from my women's health physio through other courses that I can do through rehab courses and ways that I can then help other women. And I guess that's when I sort of took the step out to start my own business between babies, um, which was then Thrive Women's Fitness. But again, I never really pushed that. It wasn't until after I had Leo, my second, who's two tomorrow, um, that, yeah, I got Newy Fitness up and really running this year. So what a journey. Yeah, that's sort of, yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And what a, um, I guess, a, what am I looking for? A driving force. Like what I heard you say then was I don't want any woman to feel like I did with a lack of hope. So whether before you met the pelvic health physio that really supported you did you run into or did you experience situations where you felt like there wasn't hope or where it was all doom and gloom or like what was your experience there yeah well I had um yeah I just didn't really like I was seeing a women's health physio for two years before I was even pregnant actually so I was really, I felt like I went into my birth really prepared and I felt really, I think that was an even harder hit when I ended up with prolapse and I had come across because I had other things like pudendal neuralgia and some other issues post-birth that I was really dismissed by the head obstetrician of the hospital that I birthed in. Um, I asked them, you know, my women's health physio in Sydney, who was incredible. She couldn't 
physically check me for prolapse at the time because I was in too much pain. I also had um, vaginismus as well. Um, so the person that I trusted down there to in Sydney to be able to check me couldn't and then the obstetrician that was dismissing me had a physio come in and I was like, look, I need you to see if I have prolapse. She did the quickest check that I can't even remember and was like, no, you don't prolapse, you're fine. So I was like, okay. And I didn't know that you can prolapse three and a half months down the track, seven months down the track. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that there were so many other little niggles that were going on that could lead that have furthered some pelvic dysfunction and that she wasn't checking me the way that she should have. Um, so it was a lot of dismissal. And I had seen another women's health physio up here who was really, really lovely, but just sort of described things in quite a top line manner. So more like, yep, it's stretch. It might get, it probably get worse during menopause. You just manage it, put a pessary in, we can get you back to exercise. So it was, you know, it was fine. But for me, I didn't want top line. I'm one of those annoying people that like to ask a bunch of questions. I want to know about my anatomy. I want to know what's going on. I want to know if there's anything I can do. So I think that's why my women's health physio now had such an impact on me because she she was able to tell me and teach me so much about my body, the female body, and answer a million questions, make me feel more validated and give me that hope. And I just think hope is kind of what you need in these situations. It can just, yeah, it can help you go so much further than you thought you ever could. Yeah, and I think that when you give people top line information when there's something complicated going on it just makes you question more yeah. and it doesn't give you hope or it I mean you could be one of two people and just go okay cool that's it she just said this 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 and this and I'll just go on my way but at some point potentially something's going to unravel um, and I'm so glad that you came across the physio in Sydney that that really helped to educate and support you. Um, oh, that's so you my can... one in Newcastle, but oh, the yeah. one in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Do you want to give her a shout out so people can look her up if they're in Newcastle? Is she still at? Yeah, she's still working? yep, yeah, 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 yep. She's got an incredible business in Newcastle. Everyone in Newy would know her. Her name's Erin. She owns um, the Female Focus Physiotherapy in New Lambton. Um, and also, I have to say, if you're in Sydney, A Line. Philippe, I think it is. I think she owns Brave Pelvic Health, but she was my support in Sydney. And even when I hadn't seen her in almost, a, you know, six months or something, and we'd moved to Newcastle and I prolapsed, I messaged her and she sat on the phone and talked to me for 40 minutes. And it's, she gave me more hope too. So she was mm. a big, big part of my journey. Yeah. And I think that people yeah. that are willing to do that and spend that time with women that are going through things to give them that hope is. They're just incredible, good humans. Absolutely, they are, and yeah. we'll make sure that we put links to both both those physios in the show notes so people can find yeah. them if they're in Newcastle or in Sydney. So you've had your second baby, you've mm-hmm. experienced prolapse and a whole load of other things going on as well. <laughs> um, we might, yeah, we we should get into that in another podcast. We'll bring you back and talk about your experience in in those in the next year we're going to real focus on the body and and all that kind of thing so this year's business next year's body um tell us then about you know launching or 
you know, relaunching your business because you, you had launched it a little bit between babies and then you had Leo. Tell us what from there. So when I always knew that I wanted to start my own business back up again, but I also knew from my experience last time that I needed to know more and I needed support because I didn't have the foundations in place like T's and C's and even pricing and things like that. Like I would just discount all the time and I wouldn't, I'd question my pricing every day. So um, yeah, I actually came across your I think it was like a four-day boot camp or something that popped up on my Instagram. And <laughs> so oh, funny that like... we're recording this as we're about to start the three-day boot camp tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I know it's perfect timing. But yeah, I came across that and I just got so much value over those four days. And I was just kind of like, there are so many things that I can do to start my business and to put myself in a more confident position. And from there, I obviously, I had a chat to you and I was like, yep, let's do this. Jumped in the mum safe membership and did safe return to exercise and just started to learn how to best lay my, my foundations. And so that I have all of the information going into taking on a new client um, and feeling more comfortable about that. Like I've definitely gone through a big roller coaster and a lot of learnings this year about discount I know I remember like one of the first hot seats with you you're just like don't discount your price don't discount it no it should be more more," (laughs) things like that but I had to go through it myself I had to be like no it'll bring you more clients but I just learned I've learned so much this year and just understanding and my value and what I can offer and I think having the community support as well within Mum Safe has been invaluable in the way that it helps it help me find my path hmm. um, and I guess overcome yeah some of that fear and put myself out there a little bit more so yeah it's good <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it so when you came into Mum Safe what did your business look like it didn't really. had you relaunched it, sort of it? Still... you were kind of No, see, I think I knew that I needed a new name for it and that was something that I was doing. Um, I'd sort of done, kept my business Instagram going while I was pregnant and during that early postnatal time with Leo. Um, But that was all I really had at the time, I think. So when I joined the Mum Safe membership, Leo had, I think, not long turned one. So I was still in a real state of like, I guess, overwhelm and frazzle. <laughs> sort of because we've got as two you are. other bits. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> as always. Um, we've got two other businesses as well that we try and my husband and I run. So I was trying to stay on top of those. Leo wasn't starting in daycare until I think January. So it was just sort of still trying to find my feet, um, figure out what I wanted to do with my business and my brand, what I wanted to rebrand to, even how I wanted to, who I wanted to coach. I think that that was actually a really big one when I came into the Mum Safe membership because I didn't really ever have that much direction. I knew that I wanted to stay in the pre and postnatal space, but never really drilled it down to a niche I was like oh yeah but I'll just train everyone and you know I can't have a niche because then I won't really get clients and rah, 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 that sort of thing so coming into the membership that was a really 
big thing. Like I think even in that boot camp, it was just like try and narrow down your pitch in one line and who you want to target and a real sort of focus on finding your ideal client. And Mm. that's been such a big, like wonderful, amazing realisation for me that I can, yeah, have a certain client that I focus on and that that feels really good and I feel like that's the right thing for me and I feel so much more clear and concise with the message that I'm putting out there, the direction even for my learnings and, yeah, increasing my knowledge and that sort of thing um, in that post Tell us more space. about that. Tell us more about that. So so who who is your ideal client now? My ideal client is a postnatal individual with with pelvic floor dysfunction. But I, I guess a little bit broader than that, it's a postnatal individual that's returning to exercise um, in order to help them build both the strength and the confidence in their body to get back to whether it's running, CrossFit, um, HIIT classes, anything like that. So I guess sort of that middle ground, but then with the ability if they want to keep training with me, like amazing which is why I've decided to do small group classes. I'm doing sort of classes of four so that I can, I don't know, it's more face-to-face time with my clients. I really get to know them and their bodies and stuff like that. And it took me a while to get there because I was like, I'll also train um, like pregnant women and just, yeah, really narrowing down into that postnatal like where I fit like this is where I feel I can fit I feel like I've got the knowledge if you've got a pelvic floor dysfunction to work alongside your women's health physio or your other healthcare provider to help you progress safely and effectively to get back to running or to have a daily life where you don't have to stress about your pelvic floor all the time or you have more confidence confidence like it was so beautiful the other last week one of my clients came back she's um, she has prolapse and she came back from a trip to um, Tassie, I think, and she ended up carrying her two-year-old on her back in one of those carriers and didn't have any symptoms. And she cried telling me the story. She's like, I've been working with you for this long now. I had the confidence to do that and I didn't have any symptoms. And I was like, oh, my God. That's so I'd seen her Instagram stories and I was like, I just wanted to shout out to you, like, you are amazing. And she was so proud of herself and, like, that is exactly what I want that's why I say strength and confidence like Mm. I want you to trust in your body again and to show you how you can safely trust in your body again so it's just like yeah just that alone has just been the biggest that's what I that's what I want I want to be able to help women like that and you're literally changing lives yeah just it's uh so nice so so nice so it's been really nice to sort of hone in and feel where my place is in the fitness space kind of thing because obviously as you know it's such a broad 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 space yeah um, and the beauty and of also, when you've oh sorry you go oh I know I was just going to say and I guess the pre and postnatal space is kind of oversaturated where I am as well but just still having that confidence that I can add a bit more value and I know what I'm doing so yeah mm. Yeah. So the two things that came to mind, one before you said what you said, and then one after you said what you said. So (laughs) the beauty of specializing doesn't necessarily mean that 
the people that sit on outside outside of that speciality don't come to you. It just means that you, you're very clear on who you're talking to, but you'll often get people that go, oh, I don't have a prolapse, but I love what you do and I love how you do it. Can I work with you? And then you get to choose that person or not. And we get that. So my ideal client is an exercise professional that works with mums that is also a mum. But we have trainers on our team that are not mums and we've got trainers on our team that are dads. And it's, you know, as long as you fit within you know, the values and, and the mission, then welcome to the team. Yeah. But I'm not going to be talking directly to you when I'm talking about what I'm doing. And then the other thing I heard you say is um, pre and postnatal exercise is saturated where you are. And I know that you're on the central coast and we talked to Louise the other day and, and there are a lot of pre and postnatal trainers on the coast, but there's still not enough. So like yeah. there's still, even if you add it up, all the pre and postnatal trainers, and it may even just be that we feel like there's more because we know them all or we know the majority of them, but there's still thousands upon thousands of mums and even let's say 10 trainers could look after 100 mums each. That's only a 1,000 mums being looked after and there's tens of thousands of mums on the central coast of New South Wales or in any other part of Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, wherever we are. So, um, yeah. And also yeah. having your oh, unique definitely. voice is amazing. Yeah. 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 And I guess that's another thing as well. Just, yeah, still getting those reminders every now and then through the, and I think that's something that I've really learned and understood this year that, yeah, there's, there might be a lot of people in this space, but there are so many mothers <laughs> and there's so many people that need that support and you have to find the right fit for you. So mm. even, you know, it's still the, the, one client might resonate with me that they might not with another trainer that has the same skills or vice versa and that sort of thing. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've come into mum safe, you started to refine your mission or your, what you stand for, your pitch. Um, and then what? And then it was figuring out how to, like, what I wanted to do, how I want, did I want to and how I was going to fit, what would fit in with our family's lives and what would work best for me. So it was, you know, do I do boot camps? Do I do small group? Do I do one-on-one? So I just feel like that was such a big process. It was so many times with me coming into the monthly hot seats and being like, so I'm thinking about this or what about this? Or just listening to what other people are doing, other people's journeys and just putting question after question in the Facebook group just to try and find see what's what's worked for people and how like the positives and the negatives of small group and that sort of thing um so I always sort of knew that I liked you know that four to one five to one sort of group and then the space that I have available as well is more conducive with that like not with the bigger boot camps um so yeah it was just then having the confidence to start doing that and putting myself out there and actually like locking in times because I think I mentioned it really when we first started chatting that my perfectionist tendencies tend to hold me back. <laughs> I don't think you're the only person. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, so that was a big one. It was just sort of like, oh, but I don't know if this will work for everyone. And it was a big part of you going, just start it, just try it. Throw your hat in the ring, like give it a go, pick a time, and see if it works. You can always change it later. So that's something that I've, yeah, definitely 
trialed around with different things this year and I mean I still am with bigger group sessions and boot camps and that sort of thing as well um, and it's always going to be trial and error but just getting that confidence to overcome the perfectionism and the the fear and just to jump in and do it has been obviously getting the way that my business has actually got started because I feel like I might still be sitting back at there going I don't know if this will work <laughs> or it could also be that because the other thing was that I was going to offer quite like a lot of different times and just I'd be coaching maybe one person in that session and I wouldn't be making enough to make it worthwhile. So I think, yeah, just refining my times and pulling it in and making sure that I'm filling groups before I'm opening new sessions has definitely made a big impact to my life, my mental health and how I feel about my business. So I think that's good too. Small groups is sort of what I've run with initially in one-on-one PTs as well. Um, And the other thing that came to mind when I was thinking about all of this and, you know, the perfectionism tendencies that I was going on about um, was that I was going to offer a multitude of times, like three different times, two or three days a week um, and just be like, oh, just so it'll work for someone and that's okay, I'll just train one person. And you were very much like, no, no, you fill the glasses (laughs) and then open up another one. And I definitely minimised the classes, but I did open up too many times. And that was another learning this year. Like I, it's not worth just training one person. It's a better vibe when there's more people. And obviously financially Mm. for my business, that's more sensible and my time as well. So yeah, it's been kind of nice to find my... So there was a bit of resistance around yeah. doing the things, like the not discounting and not opening yeah, too many sessions. I think so because it's just, I guess, starting up again, like I just don't have that faith and I want to try and get as many people as I can and I thought that would be across discounting and across, you know, having so many different times. But what it turns out that's worked so nicely, um, sort of particularly for this term, is me sticking to my pricing and sticking to my guns, having limited times available and just waiting for the right and just spending the other time like putting out content and sharing information and marketing in ways that align with my business and my goals and then waiting for those clients to come. I think initially I was like, oh, I'm not getting it. No one wants to join. Like no one wants to do it. No one wants to join in my classes. So I need to have so many times. I need to be cheaper, 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 cheaper. And then I was getting like flaky people. I was getting people that didn't value what I could offer. Um, And it just, I was getting that feeling that I just didn't like last time. It was just not, it just didn't sit right with me. Really made me feel off balance. And so since refining that and waiting for the right clients, like my community are epic. They are just such good humans and I am so thankful for each and every one of them and just knowing, like feeling so much more confident in my business and just everything that I've learned over the last year through the Mum Safe community, through the resources and everything has just been so incredibly valuable to get me here. So I'm really excited about next year. I just need more time. I'm excited to learn your financial goals and all your things. You just need more time. Let's touch on that because when you've got limited time, what do you find like you have limited time because you've got two little people? Yeah, two little people and two other businesses. 
So yeah, yes. okay. And so how much time a week do you think that you get to spend um, on your business, whether it's face-to-face or working on it? Oh my God, I don't know. I couldn't tell you because at the moment it still feels like, I still sort of feel a sense of overwhelm going into every week and I'm trying to Mm -hmm. commit myself to the three tasks and what are you working on in the action points, which you ask every week for all of us to come back and mention. (laughs) And I think that is so good, but I'm still at that point at the moment where I'm just like, I don't know how to divvy up my time yet. So I'm just sort of throwing in things here and there. Like I have an ad hoc Mm. to do list. Like this is definitely something that I am, again, with my word this week, like determined to get things down pat because I am so time poor and I do have random chunks like an hour here and there to be able to go to that task list and be like, oh, yeah, I'll grab that one now is obviously going to benefit me. But for some reason, I think it's the perfectionist stuff as well because I can't do the perfect to-do list. I just like keep things in my brain and hope for the best. I want to know what is a perfect to-do list? Like, okay, this is ridiculous. This is, <laughs> I can have a laugh, but this is how my brain works. It's just like, I can't write it down on notes on my phone because it doesn't look nice enough or I might forget something or because we've mm-hmm. got the other businesses, like, do I have a separate notes for them or do I have the same ones? And how do I prioritize what it does? But then I have to like, I've got reactive things like emails to respond to and all of these other things that I want to do in my head that I can't, I don't know how to write it down neatly and concisely. So I just don't do it, which is ridiculous, but how my brain is right now. (laughs) It's, it's, well, it's not ridiculous. We all have things because you're avoiding something that's not right. Yeah. So you just avoid, avoid doing it. What, um, do you feel like you need separate to-do lists for, each business? Oh, I probably don't. I probably just need to look at my priorities and the time I have available. Or maybe you do because if you do, then you know, yeah, it's, it's interesting in my head, like my brain's going, you could have three pages that look exactly the same, but they are different, got different things on them for each business or you could fit, um, you could split your page into well, it's easier to split it into four, but you might need to split it into three because <laughs> yeah. there's three businesses. I have a lot of, you know, those Kiki K, not Kiki K, yeah. typo um, books with the insert. So you could almost have like um, a section for each business and then each one has a, um, yeah, a to-do list. That's a good idea. And then, and with your emails as well. So, I mean, you've talked about the three projects. So I have something similar running. I just made it look pretty for you guys, but you might need it in a separate so I literally have one project two projects three projects the five action points underneath but then down the side I've got an email list so if somebody pops up that I need to write an email to or I already know at the start of the week I've got emails so I've got my email list written there and then I've got my ad hoc list which is things like I needed to pay an ASIC fee this this week and do that kind of thing. But I know that they're the things, the ad hoc list don't need me to sit down to really focus, whereas my projects 
most of my projects that I'm trying to move forward on in the business need me to sit down and go, okay, I'm writing my emails, I'm doing my social media, I'm following up clients. And then now I've got this other ad hoc list that is life shit, like order, order Christmas gifts and order a Christmas tree and like that kind of stuff down the bottom. So it's, I should take a photo for you because I feel like it's quite <laughs> neat. <laughs> Or that it's sounds, ordered. Yeah. It's so at least ordered. That's good. That um, good because you've got, yeah, ad hoc, what you need to sit down. That makes sense. That's good. And and some of it's like, oh, I can do my ordering Christmas gifts while I'm watching the TV and that's okay because it's not work, work. So I can do that in downtime. Or if I've got a couple of emails, you know, I try not to work, work, work at night. I mean, this month's a little bit different, but um yeah, I'll take a photo for you. It's very similar to the the thing that you've got in your portal to download around time management, but it's just on a yes, piece of paper. Awesome. Um, I'll have a look at that. Anyway, I'll send it to you. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> that might help me and then I'll actually get some stuff down and get some stuff done. <laughs> I can get stuff done, but it's just Yeah, and then just. And, I don't know, it's all over the place. But, yes, it's on. Yeah. And then sometimes you just have to accept that it's a yeah, shit Yeah, that's the other piece. That's the other bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if we f- go back to the fact that you've got, um, you've now got sessions running, what I heard you say it was beautiful. Like I, if the right clients don't come along, I'm kind of waiting for the right ones to come along. But I know that you're not really waiting. You've got other things going on in order to attract or bring clients to you. So what are the, some of the things that you're doing in your local community um, to you know, bring clients into your orbit and to help people to get to know, like, and trust you? So at the moment, um, I am co-hosting a podcast with one of our wonderful local um, pelvic health physios. So that's been lovely. Um, I'm doing some stuff with a local chiropractor and sort of just networking with other healthcare providers within the community, um, as well as doing the odd talk here and there um which I really want to step up next week next week next year um I'd love to because talks initially for me were so scary and something that I never felt that I had the skills and the knowledge to do but um I feel like I do now I'm confident and I like sharing knowledge so that's something that I want to be doing more of next year um and then I also need to Mm. go back and do all of the layers again so I've obviously got my branded gear on I'm wearing that around and um yeah, I still need to be doing all of like my flyers and um, marketing and that sort of thing. So there's there's still a lot on my to-do list to grow my business mm-hmm. next year. But it's good to know those layers and how to do them. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And if you look back nine months from when you joined Mum Safe to where you are now, what would you say like the biggest biggest changes and, and transformations have been for you? I think it is the confidence in myself and my offering and that has come through understanding my niche, my target client um, and having like more solid foundations. So again, lots of layers. <laughs> and yeah, nice, nice. And from a business perspective – um, what are the things that you feel kind of, um, have become easier than they were before? I think from a business perspective, even the confidence in 
running my classes with all of the extra education I've done this year through the different masterclasses. My confidence has built um, just understanding who I'm marketing to and who I'm creating content, writing blogs, um, putting out Instagram posts, who I'm talking to. That's definitely becoming easier. And knowing a direction of where I'm going into next year has become a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And we touched on it a little bit before, like there's a lot of pre and postnatal trainers in on the Central Coast in Newcastle and a number of them are mum safe trainers. How do you find that, like having other mum safe trainers in a, in a similar area I to you? I love it. I just think the mum safe team are so... It's not competition, it's collaboration, like we always say. And the Mum Safe team are just incredible. Like everyone will offer to help you. We've got another local Mum Safe trainer who's just sort of 15 minutes down the road, Lawrence, who's just opened his own studio. Um, he's wonderful. We catch up for coffee every now and then and we talk about our businesses and we bounce even ideas of pricing and things. I've bounce those off him before and I just know that it's not it's not a competition between us like it is a relationship to help the pre and postnatal mm. women that we're wanting to work with and yeah I I just love it I think it's just so valuable to have those relationships and also because business can get so lonely like despite the fact that we're training people a lot for most of our days it just does, it does still get lonely. So to have that community around you and to be able to jump on and, you know, I've connected with another couple of the mum's egg trainers that we chat quite a bit um, just to feel, yeah, like you're not working on your own and you're working in a community of people. It's just, it's really, really beautiful. It's something I value so much. Amazing. I love it. So you've talked a lot about future plans for like 2024. So let's say if we fast forwarded to this time, 2024, where do you want to be? I probably want to have doubled the amount of postnatal individuals that I can reach. Um, I want mm -hmm. to be known a lot more in the community. I really want to be known as that postnatal coach that people want to work with. I really, really want to be known and I want to be, yeah, I just think the go-to person, the one that is open to sharing her knowledge that you can really learn from and, yeah, the lovely human that you want to train with or something. <laughs> and you are a very lovely human. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's... Danny, if there's someone sitting there at home going, um, oh, I feel like I've got a business to start or I feel like I'm hiding, what would you say to them? What would your words of, of wisdom be to that person? Fitness business? Business in general? Fitness business? Yeah. Fitness business. They want to they do what you do in their local oh, space. I would say to them, don't hide. Just get started. And if you feel like you need support, go and get it. Like the MumSafe community are just a beautiful bunch to join in with and through, Jen, what you've put together with understanding how to start and lay those foundations of your business to really get rolling, that will help you build the confidence and become more confident within yourself and what you can offer. And 
yeah, it'll just sort of give you the confidence to move forward, to get started, to get stuck in, try what works for you and your family, move things around and hopefully just come to a really great place where you're going to thrive and be doing something that you love. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. And Danny, if someone's listening and they do live in your local area and they want to work with you, how would, how would they find you? What, where would you so be hanging out? So you can out? find me on Instagram at Nui Fitness. Um, I think I'm the same on Facebook at Nui Fitness for women. Um, I think it's just at Nui Fitness handle, but Instagram's definitely the best place to go. Um, you can reach out and send me a DM. Um, give me a call get in touch or you can also go through the mum um.com.au website and just search Newcastle and I'll come up as one of your local trainers yep amazing beautiful well I want to say a massive thank you for taking time out today we've had a couple of interruptions so hopefully people have got to the end and they've got no idea because it's all been beautifully (laughs) stitched together but I've just given it all away we've had like a couple of stop starts and a dog and a builder and a I don't know something happened in your background a second ago that I don't know (laughs) (laughs) a bit of everything but I think that's yeah, but that's the beauty, like, and, and that really, you know, we're both recording from home. We both work from home. We've got families. We've got life going on. We've got everything else happening, yet there's still that space and the capacity to do something in the world that that we're really proud of. So um, just getting it done sometimes in any way that you that you can get it done is is yeah, yeah is important. Exactly, it's the way exactly. to go. <laughs> Listen to the end. Thank you. <laughs> And Danny, I'm super excited. Like I've been watching you, um, I guess, find your confidence. And I've actually wrote it down before and I haven't had the, I wrote down leaning in and, and also you show up, you show up all the time. And that's one of the things in a, a membership. So if you're, you know, if you come into one-on-one coaching and things like that, different scenario, like there's somebody tapping you on the shoulder saying, Hey, how are you going? What's happening? Like we do that inside mom safe, but there's also a, it's an important responsibility for the individual that chooses to opt in to, you know, come into the space and put themselves forward and say, Hey, I've got a question or, Hey, I need some help because we can check on people, but we can get to you so much quicker if we, Mm -hmm. if you lean in to what's on offer. So massive hats off for you for turning up and showing up when it's uncomfortable, um, when it's difficult, when you're like, I think I've got a stupid question. It's like, there is no stupid question. Um, and, and consistently coming back and going, okay, I'm trying this. Okay. That whether that's worked or not now I'm trying this. Um, and through leaning in through you doing that, you provide space for other people to do the same thing. So I want to say a huge thank you for, for showing up in that way inside the team and that I'm so excited to watch you're so passionate about what you're talking about um I know that you've got so much to give and you've got an amazing business that's just going to flourish as you do so I'm very very excited to to watch 2024 thank you yes and thank you for the beautiful community that you've put together like the confidence that has come from me is testament to a community of members that are just so open and willing to listen and help and I just think and you of course just always with the support like if it wasn't for that type of community there's no way that this confidence would have grown so I really really appreciate that and I'm so excited for next year so thank you for talking so exciting thank you for taking the time out I know it's not easily available in any of our lives so appreciate you Danny thank you so much bye see you soon 
I wanted to make sure that you know that doors are currently open for us to welcome new MumSafe trainers into our fold. So from the 8th to the 15th of November, you can apply to become a MumSafe trainer. Now I'm excited to grow our team because every time we welcome a new trainer, we get closer to that mission of safe and effective exercise for women at every stage of motherhood. And my job is to elevate you as the go-to trainer in your area so you can have the impact that you know you're truly capable of in both your community and in your personal life. So if you're interested in having a conversation and you think you might be a great fit, head to gendugard.com forward slash trainer, book a call with me and we can go through all of the things that you need to know in order to take that next step. I'm excited to talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being with us today. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure to have one more conversation that takes us closer to our goal of safe and effective exercise for all women at every stage of motherhood. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, make sure you hit follow wherever you listen to your podcasts, rate and review so more people can join us next time. And if you particularly loved this episode, please do share it on your socials and make sure to tag me. For further information about anything we've talked about, head to gendugard.com. And if you want to connect with me in person, head over to my Instagram at gendugard. And if you want to join the mission and become a MumSafe trainer, make sure you join the wait list for the next time doors open to welcome new MumSafe trainers into our tribe. Thank you for your voice in this space. Have a beautiful day.